0: hello everyone this is your host 4 here and welcome back to season two of the refill studio this podcast is primarily focused on the bang dream franchise giving you the best weekly updates on the series and the game as a whole as well as being able to share experiences from many prominent community members so if you like what you hear like what you see feel free to give a subscribe and join to support the refill studio so this is uh, the first episode of season two i'm really looking forward to uh giving more content in this refill studio um in this podcast special guest will be the white whale who will be joining us very shortly in the studio but for now everyone refill to 99 because we have our first weekly news of the series so let's hit it away <laughs> so uh weekly news so this section of the podcast i will be mostly talking about some upcoming news that um you know for the franchise as a whole as well as the game so you all are up to date in terms of what to expect and what's to come for bang dream in the franchise as well as in the game i want to first uh give a shout out to uh, Raise a Suilin, congratulations on the new single, Domination to World. So if you haven't listened to that yet, that's already released. Uh, Domination to World uh, single features that song as well as Shaknetsu Bonfire. So if you haven't um, listened to that single, go ahead and uh, purchase it, support uh, Raise a Suilin. And actually, at the time of this uh, podcast being released, there's only going to be a few more days before Morfanka's, uh single comes out as well, Harmony Day. Um, it's coming out on October 6th in the JP time, uh, and the single features Harmony Day, Sonorous, and Faithful. So another great couple of songs, and again, big congratulations to Morfonica on their single. So again, a couple of uh, song updates to start off this weekly news corner. Now, um, in the JP version of the game, so I'll call this JP Doy from now on, uh, currently the Um, Hello, Happy World Halloween limited event is going on. Let's scream. So um, I believe once the podcast is released, the the Dream Fest is already passed um, featuring Rimi and Masking. But again, for those in the EN server, do look forward to seeing that Dream uh, Fest uh, sometime next year. Um, So if you're looking forward to them, uh, feel free to start saving up and of course the Hello Happy World Halloween events all these cards are limited so you can see the you know some of these beautiful arts with uh, Kokoro, Kanon and the rest of Hello Happy World. So uh, definitely that's something to keep in mind if you're a big Hello Happy World fan and this is also the first time that it is using a new format called Medley Live. So Medley Live is basically a very interesting format where it is um, it is all free live so you're not really you know pubbing or playing with other people it's basically you're going to be playing three different songs at all at once and you're going to use three different teams so in order to actually score well in medley like you need to have um 15 really good cards now this is a cool Hello Happy World event. So if you want to score well, uh, you need to have 15 uh, cards or three of each card that are cool. And uh, there's quite a few cool Hello Happy World uh, cards out there. So um, if you are looking at the tiering for that event, <laughs> you got to really stock up on those cool Hello Happy World cards if you really want to uh, be efficient and score well. And again, this is a free live. Um, so you're not really playing with other people or you're trying to, you know, work together in multi-live like many of the other lives that we are familiar with so it's interesting that JP Dory is starting to move towards a direction where um you're going to be working by yourself um the recent team live which was in the previous event and as well as this medley live these don't really involve you working together with other people it really involves yourself and seeing how well you can do um so it's going to be really interesting I'm not sure how ready people are in terms of uh, tiering for such events. It's going to be a little bit different. so But definitely look forward to uh, to that. It's going to be a little bit of a, a metagame shift. So uh, definitely kind of see how that goes. Those uh, possibly looking forward to Medley Live, I think it's gonna be—it's a pretty interesting format, but um, not being able to do it with other people is obviously a bit of a bummer. But uh, you know that's just how it is. Uh, more details about Medley Live will come out once we kind of learn a bit more about it and get things translated, and perhaps when it gets into the game. So uh, in Enderi, so keep that in mind. Now the other thing I want to talk about is the Enderi. So at the time of this recording, um, and by the time this Refill uh, Studio episode is out. Uh the Have a Good Halloween event, uh featuring Roka, Maski, Kasumi, Mocha, and someone else from the top of my head, I think it's Maya. Um That's it's still going on. And it's uh a bit of a shock because the event was supposed to be for six days. Now, uh, the Bushirod EN just uh, decided, or Bangri EN, they decided to last minute, a couple, like, you know, a day and a half before the event was supposed to end, they threw a bombshell and said that they're extending it by another six days. So this event ends up being a 12-day event that is very similar to last year's and Party Halloween event, which was also 12 days long. Now, um, a lot of, there was, of course, a lot of criticism and a lot of uh, backlash with um, you know the fact that they suddenly changed this uh, super last minute, but you know personally, I see this as a a problem, not necessarily because of oh events are short or events are long. I don't think it's more is that black and white. I think there's an underlying problem with um, global bang Dream as a whole and how it's being run as a company so, so, so hear me out here. Um, a couple of months ago, again, they sent us a survey to ask whether or not we wanted events to be shorter and, you know, it, it, from a business perspective, I think it makes sense for events to be shorter because if events are shorter, you get more events pumping through and events come faster, which means that, you know, if, if let's say gadget doesn't last as long, um, people will have to spend more possibly to be able to get their the stars that they want or, or the characters that they want and of course tiering might become possibly more expensive because it becomes more of a um a uh, sprint rather than a marathon so uh you know resources might end up becoming more beneficial and, and thus you know if if, if if it gets more active this will hopefully you know promote the game and make it so that you know the, the, the game lasts longer but you know they promised that starting in September um, of 2021 that events will start to get shorter and they are going to do, they actually actively said that they're going to do what they do to make sure that um, they'll work hard to make sure the resources are ready uh, so that they can keep up with this uh, tighter schedule, which apparently, again, more people requested. There was a maybe a vocal minority and that's all they needed, a vocal minority to say, hey, why don't we make events shorter uh, for them to actually pull the trigger I, you know to be honest i feel that uh, bush might have already wanted to do this but just wanted a uh, at least some people to be on board with it to make a, a final decision to actually make events shorter but this brings a problem and the problem is is that it hasn't even been a month since um they announced that events are going to be shorter and then they have to double the length of an event that poses a problem because that poses a problem for for many reasons one it does uh mess up quite a bit in terms of the people who are tiering for this event now at the end of the day though it really affects a hundred people at most right because those who are going for top 100 or top 10 or higher um you know uh, they have to might like, spend a bit more time spend a bit more resources just to get their goals um you know, I, I think for Bushiro, that's not really, that's definitely a sacrifice they're willing to make. Like, it's just, you know, uh, a couple hundred people compared to, uh, to a, a wider audience, right? Um, but the underlying problem of this is that, again, it's only been a month. It's not, has, It hasn't even been a month that they promised that shorter events are going to happen. And they suddenly say that, we don't have enough resources, so we have to extend the time of an event just so that I have more time to, uh, you know, to, to build on the resources, build on the assets. That's a problem. That, that's a really big problem. The fact that they don't have enough resources or enough manpower to keep up with this schedule that they presumably want to follow through perhaps their own business means. I'm worried about Ian Dory's future. I, I really am the fact that they couldn't keep a promise to maintain a particular schedule after just one month because apparently they just didn't don't have the assets and I, I again you could you could um make guesses or, or just theories on whether or not this is actually true or not whether or not they have the resources or maybe they're just doing this as a um as a business ploy regardless this gives a lot of uncertainty about ian dory's future i think i personally think it it really messes up a lot of people in terms of you know, I guess in a tiering perspective because the fact that now this already sets a precedent that, that the fact that you don't know if Ian Dory is just going to suddenly say hey we we need to extend an event just because we have to because we you want to follow a schedule to make six day events and now we can't even keep up to it even though not everyone wanted it anyway <laughs> it was it's just so weird it sets a really really weird precedent with tiering because you now never know for those who are tiering in a current event you never know if iandor will suddenly say hey we're going to extend it for a few days because now this sets the precedent we never know if that's going to ever happen again um on whether or not um iandor is going to say hey we're going to just extend this event and for those looking into you know planning out your schedule for future tiering this also messes you up, right? Because of this current event, it gets extended by an extra week. So all our events are being pushed back by a week. What's going on there, right? Um, it it just It's just a, a really big mess. And, um, you know, again, uh, people think of this problem as a, uh, oh, well, you know, uh, people are complaining about shorter events and now people are complaining about longer events. I don't think that's the main issue now. The main issue is that Ian Dory has suddenly showed that they are being very inconsistent and there might be some underlying problems within the organization that I'm not sure means that whether or not the game can actually be sustainable if they're already having issues keeping up with the assets or keeping up with the timelines that they wanted to implement um that that is saying a lot about the game so you know it, it makes me wonder about ian doy's future for sure I uh, you know i i don't i don't want to sound <laughs> depressing or um you know uh, pessimistic on the first episode but i just wanted to hear what you guys think like i know maybe i could be overthinking things like it could be um a stretch um but you know again i just don't think it's a very good look that you know they want it they, they promised the players that we're going to make things shorter for events because apparently a, a minority of people wanted to see shorter events to keep up with jp dory's times but um, they can't even keep up with that demand after not even a month has passed uh, that 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 says a lot more to i think uh, to the organization and the game as a whole rather than Um, you know just the fact that people are complaining for shorter versus longer events but let me know what you guys think in the comments if if you think my my uh, opinion or my rationale is logical or maybe i'm uh, pulling some some needles out of uh, a stack of hay about this uh, this current issue Um, i'd love to hear your thoughts and uh, know what you think about this extension of the Dory timelines But yeah, that that will be the news outlet or the weekly news corner for this episode. So again, uh, weekly news, every podcast, the start of every podcast. Uh, Next week, we'll be talking about a little bit more uh, new news, like for instance, uh, the upcoming Band Story 3 in um, Yandori, as well as the new event in JP. So look forward to that. With that, let's hop onto the studio and welcome our special guest. Want to support The Refill Studio? Check out our website. Links in the description below. You can learn more about the podcast as a whole, as well as send feedback to give positive and constructive criticism about the podcast. You can also suggest a special guest to be featured for the podcast as well. There's also ways to join the Filler Nation and supporting The Refill Studio, either through a subscription on Twitch or joining the YouTube membership down below reminder that all filler nation members can listen to the podcast recordings live in the discord server so check out the website and we appreciate your support all right everyone welcome back to the studio let's refill to 99 and i have the honor and pleasure to have a special guest join this refill studio for our first episode of of season two Um, Introducing the White Whale, and I'll give a brief intro of what he's done. Uh, He has achieved uh, quite a few notable um, achievements in Bang Dream, Uh, notably um, two top 10 titles in Backstage 2 and Flowery June Bride, as well as 10 top 10-plus song titles, including four T1s um, in song tiering. Um, White Whale... It is a great pleasure to have you on the studio and uh hope to learn quite a lot from you today. Likewise, good to be here. Anything else you want to add to your intro that I just gave you?
1: mm well not much, I guess. I like rhythm games, uh as as you can tell, my main is Bang Dream of course. I also play some other arcade games and Arkea, as well as Project Sakai.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why don't we actually go go into a bit more about that? Um how did you first get into to rhythm games? Like what what was the first what was your first exposure to rhythm games?
1: Hmm, let's see. Well if we were to go all the way back, mm-hmm. I guess the first one would be when I was a tiny kid walking in the shopping mall and I saw some guys shredding on Guitar Hero. <laughs> <laughs> this was back in like two thousand five or two thousand six, so yeah, a long time ago. But I haven't actually touched a rhythm game until probably uh does club penguin count <laughs> okay. was, i remember there was a little dance game like a ddr clone that you could play on club penguin but i guess you could count that as my first rhythm game <laughs> my uh my first serious rhythm game though would be demo in 2013 so right when i started high school and i pretty much played it every day at lunch all the way until i graduated and you know here i am
0: and yeah, eight, eight years later, all that uh, really serious uh, rhythm game experience takes you to to quite a few few places. And again, I've seen you uh, sort of shred a whole bunch of uh, different rhythm games, uh, you know, on your Twitter. You know, all the the IRL games as well uh, that you you play. Uh, it's it's pretty crazy uh, how how uh, how skillful you are. Um, but uh, you know. Uh, that's a lot of rhythm game exposure. What about Bang Dream? How, how did you first get into to Bang Dream?
1: I started getting into Bang Dream because I was modding over demo actually. Uh, so in <laughs> 2017 or so, I got a new phone that didn't really like slide inputs. I think I complained about that one on Popcorn a lot mm-hmm. of times back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, so pretty much I gave up on playing rhythm games on my, uh, on my phone for a year or so. And I got into Osu! instead on my PC. Uh, and through that, I found some user-created maps for Bank Dream. So I decided to check out the game again on my phone. And well, I I was still playing on that phone with the sliding glitch, so it was very uh, very frustrating. But it did get me, uh, I guess, more more of a sense for how slides felt in Bantery. Mm,
0: I see. So so again, you are when you first played, you were, it was on the it was on the phone. So uh, what you were still playing, I guess, on. Index fingers on, on phone or
1: yes, mainly Some index. sometimes okay. thumbs if I'm on the bus or something.
0: Okay, I see and then you, you then I think since then then you kind of upgraded right of course, uh, you know, <laughs> when, oh, <yes>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Staying on that that phone probably uh, was not the uh, the way to to get all these, uh, you know, these uh, song titles and just how good you are in the game. Um, for those who aren't familiar. Um, of just how good the White Whale is in, in Bang Dream, um, he's got a full game all, all perfect, and uh, you have that as your, your pin post on Twitter uh, where every single song, every single difficulty, uh, you have an AP, which is all perfect, getting nothing but perfects um, in the game. Uh, so, you know, wh- when you first got that, how, how did you feel about getting that achievement?
1: mostly a quiet relief, I think surprisingly. Um, the, the adrenaline I think more or less peaked when I when I did rico which was in December of 2019. Mm-hmm. and then after that I had to just I had to play the other 28s very 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 tediously because at that time I was on a better a better phone but still an Android phone so it wasn't mm-hmm. as consistent as an iPad. So uh, I think I probably played sugar song at least 200 times. <laughs> <laughs> More of a quiet relief than anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I imagine you. You know, uh, there hasn't been any song that has topped some of these really difficult songs. So I'm, I'm sure you, you're still maintaining that, that full AP in the game, right?
1: Yes, in the end, at least. I, I'm not sure about my ability to do it on JP, but uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully, I learn just during the trip by the time it comes out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see when, when the time comes. for the time being. Uh, you have some amazing, uh, you know, amazing achievement in getting all perfect in, in, in the entire game. Uh, you mentioned quite a few songs, right? You mentioned stuff like Roku Chonen. You mentioned Sugar Song. Uh, what can you maybe, you know, in your opinion, what would you think be would be the the most difficult songs you had um, when it came to to trying to AP that particular song?
1: On on EN, I think it would definitely be a Sugar Song no matter what device you're using so like regardless of input latency or whatever the flicks at the end are really going to screw you over
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like like you would think you think that Sugar Song is even harder than maybe some of the uh, like the long like full full version of songs as well
1: i'd say personally yes but a lot of people i know have trouble with fiberth Full, mm-hmm. so like even even other people that are better than me like Mechel, for example Uh, A lot of them would struggle on the ending of that song.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, again, uh, (laughs) some of these maps, like, again, uh, we've talked about quite a few, uh, but like, you know, in particular, stuff like Sugar Saw, stuff like Gokai Gokai Phantom Thief, um, I would personally also say Rebirth Day as well, I'm not sure if you agree, but, uh, you know, there's some definitely some weird parts about that song as well, so um you know it's not not easy to to get those uh those crazy full combos and such and and, you know nonetheless APs as well um so you know that's 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 a a question that a lot of people want to ask you know someone who's trying to get better at the game trying to get good are there any like tips that you would give to someone like what, what 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 like first of all I guess what kind of made you improve I think the best or or the quickest what kind of skill or what kind of suggestion that helped you improve the the fastest in order to you know get these uh, these APs and and what kind of tips would you share to to other people who are trying to improve their game.
1: I would say for improvement a lot a lot of it would come from self diagnosing. uh, Any any like any deficiencies you might have so for Mm -hmm. example. You, know, you notice you're hitting late a lot, you might crank up your offset or decrease your speed. You know, Likewise, the, or the opposite for if you're hitting too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you would maybe notice kind of notes or patterns you're missing. Like So if you're weak on slides, you might have to look at the mechanics of a slide and see if you're going too early or too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mentality wise, I guess um, a lot of common advice in other rhythm games boils down to play more. Uh, but <laughs> you know, if you if you just grind mindlessly, it's not really going to help you a lot. I think um, the main thing is to continue being happy with how you're playing, which is hard sometimes. But I I like to compare with my past performance. You know, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh wow, the me of the me of last year would be amazed at what I just did. Even if it wasn't, you know, a perfect score or even something I'm currently impressed with.
0: hmm hmm Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I've also, you know, I've also heard that, you know, people would for instance, uh, record their sessions as well, right? Like kind of record how they play a song so that they get it's easier for them to um to see exactly where they are are missing particular um areas of, of the, the song. And you know, for, for in your case it would be for A P, but even for Uh, maybe like lower level players just trying to get the full combo um, that could help as well I I imagine uh, you know recording yourself and seeing how how you're playing and see how you're able to to improve that Um, I think that's also because again right now Ian Dory doesn't have the fast slow counter that JP Dory currently has so um, there's a lot of uh, stuff in Ian Dory that I think uh, we're we're waiting on to to help with uh, with practicing uh, before um, you know to, to really get Get the hang of hang of things so
1: yeah definitely i think recording hand cam is one of the best things you can do uh to self-diagnose your problems of course not you no know, not everybody has a second device or a good quality camera to record a high frame rate so it could be a little bit trickier for some people and also your screen records you know if your device is a little bit older it might lag and throw off your actual performance
0: Mm-hmm. but yes
1: it is a very useful way to do it
0: yeah i, I remember doing that st- screen record i would actually screen record uh to sort of help myself out and look at it and be like okay well um i just i noticed that this is the part where i keep dropping the combo back then i wasn't that good so i was all about full combo so i would screen record and, and try to see where where that happens but my device was really old i think it was like a 2013 ipad <laughs> so it was wow. it was it was pretty bad uh so um, I decided to to whale and uh, get a better iPad just so I could get better at Bang Dream. <laughs> Good choice. Um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's a uh, it's inter- interesting choice of uh, you know, not really spending too much in the game, but uh, spending on the actual device. So yeah, it proves my quality of life. So <laughs> it's uh pretty funny. Um, you know, again, um, you already talked about, um, you know, some songs where you're you're kind of like. Wondering and and whether or not you'll be able to do uh do continue that full AP when um uh, when the song comes out because there's a couple of uh, nasty killer songs that are coming up in in JP door uh, that are in JP Dory that will be in EN Dory very soon uh, most notably uh, sets in the trip uh, special difficulty and I guess the the newest special difficulty Hell or Hell um, level thirty as well. Um, is there a particular song maybe other than these two that you're also maybe a bit worried about and you know what are you going to do to try and um, prepare for that before it comes to the endori?
1: to be honest i'm pretty much worried about most of the new special songs Mm. Uh, for me personally my weakness is not flicking hard enough because um Mm. for those for those who aren't aware the special songs in jp have these uh new directional flicks so they can have one, two, or three arrows, and the three-arrow ones require you to flick at least 15% of your screen, I think. So so for some iPad players, if they tend to do little flicks to optimize their movements, it can be really hard for them to get used uh, to hitting the three-arrow flicks.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah i actually actually kind of reminded me of that i remember i did remember that there were left and right flicks instead of you know the the any multi-directional flick uh but i that you did remind me that uh there there are layers of flicks as well you sometimes you have to, have to flick longer or, or flick shorter depending on that song. so that's that yeah that's gonna be uh, uh pretty crazy um it, it would would um would sets in the trip be like the one that you are most worried about or um, or is it Hell or Hell or any other song? In yeah, it's
1: definitely, just doing the trip because on top of the flicks being difficult, you also have to memorize the directions in the chorus. Hell yeah. or Hell is physically very hard, but it's not very hard to memorize. I think. Mm. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. You, you just mentioned a really interesting tip as well, right? Memorizing the the, the beat map. I think that's also a, a, a skill that um, really helps in terms of uh being able to to get better at the game and, and really you know the easiest way to memorize a, a beat map is to play it more and, and just play more um you know if you if you memorize a beat map you understand what is coming up and you know what's coming up next so you're not going to panic and you know always react to it you all you know what's going to come up and and of course makes things a lot easier to uh to improve and, and get better at the game so uh, i think that's another point that i i just want to mention as well that uh, you know, as someone who is uh, I wouldn't say necessarily as good, but uh you know this is what I found that really helped in terms of uh improving my game as well,
1: yeah, oh, definitely for me too, um maybe not so much in boundary, but in other mm-hmm. games such as say Tuith and more archaea it's for me at least it's pretty much a necessity to memorize part of the map or to watch a YouTube video at you know a quarter time speed or something there's uh There's other players who are much better at sight reading than I am, like Houdini or Neko. Mm-hmm.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, last question before we kind of move on to another uh, topic here, but um, I imagine though, even with these new special difficulties um coming up in the game, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I would like to believe that Banbury may not necessarily be the most difficult game for you. I imagine you've played quite a few other rhythm games, and you find other games to be more challenging.
1: Yes. Uh, the, my current addiction would be of Actually, I think I said uh them addict. That's my bio on Twitter
0: recently. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, um, I don't want to discourage people. Bandera is definitely a uh, a difficult game, but um, there are definitely some really really nasty games out there. Actually, yesterday, uh, uh at the time of this recording, uh, for the studio, I was playing Lenoda, um, and that is a bit mind-boggling for me um i've always like i always thought that at first mandory was really hard but then getting a, res- a perspective of other rhythm games um like i eventually played d4dj project sekai um tohota Maku kagura and kind of seeing the perspectives of how other rhythm games work also sort of helped me build my funda- foundation for uh for bang dream as well and, and realizing okay well you know if these are patterns that are sort of norm or standard in these games and you just have to work with it, then, you know, you kind of think of perspectives as how to handle it. And I come back to Bang Dream and like, oh, well, OK, that's a new perspective I never thought of. And I was able to sort of uh, kind of overcome some, some obstacles through that as well. I'm not sure if you have the same feeling like, you know, um, rhythm, your, your experience with and skill in other rhythm games being able to sort of transfer within each other to kind of help you get better.
1: Yeah, I think getting good at one or two vertical scrolling rhythm games, so let's say you get good at Banduri or Sekai, mm-hmm. uh, makes it a lot easier to get good at other similar kinds of games as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, um, it doesn't transfer over in terms of reading for other very different games. So like Lenoda, for example, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, uh, me personally, I actually have a lot of trouble reading circular play fields. So I got mm-hmm. absolutely destroyed when I tried Lenoda in my my before.
0: Yeah, I remember playing my my as well, IRL. Like before, of course, before the the pandemic happened, uh, I was playing a bit of my my. I, I was absolutely pummeled. It was it was brutal. It was brutal. Now um, you're you're not gonna see me posting my my uh, videos on on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> that's not gonna be from me. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, uh, let's let's uh, switch topics here, uh White Whale. And uh, next thing I want to talk about is um song tier because uh, it's a very interesting topic it's very different from um, usual tiering and, and to be honest I've only recently started learning about song tiering myself um, and learning from other people um, for yourself again I'm just going to reiterate again you have two, uh, four top one titles um, in Bioshi Wakamu, Start, Wonderline Girl, and Yozura, um as well as a second Uh, place in scenario of love and then a couple of uh, top tens as well Um, before we talk about these achievements uh, tell me a little bit more about how you got into song tiering like what sort of made you uh, what what sparked you to uh, try song tiering
1: well initially it was Actually, was going over the team more than uh, one of the songs. So, mm-hmm. uh, so what happened was I looked at my card pool one day, and then at the moment, uh, at that time, Kuiperay was the most powerful team on JP. So I was like, "Oh, hey, maybe I'll build Kuiperay just for the heck of it." Mm-hmm. Uh, I think at that point they only had uh, one one song ranking with that team, which was Start. Then later on, they released the challenge live with Asu Nojosa. Wonderland girl and I know scenario so that was just a bonus for me mm-hmm. uh, but yeah pretty much in around the end of 2019 I was already targeting like I, I was already aiming for gachas to go for to build that team.
0: Mm, okay so so you, basically even when you when you first started and get get into the game uh, you were already kind of thinking okay well you know I have the skill so I'm going to try and go for for here, and then you started preparing for it right?
1: Uh, well, not really. I think okay. uh, it was a long path from here because I started a year before that too, mm. and also on a crappy device. It was only um it was probably about a couple of months after I got my new phone that I realized i could I could probably compete on on song tiering mm-hmm. uh, you know with the ability to AP and everything. And sure. funny fact, actually, I bought my iPad so I could song tier better because yeah. the uh, you know you could hit more precisely with hundred twenty hertz on your iPad.
0: For sure, for sure, definitely, definitely. So, uh, maybe some tips for for players if you want to get good, get an iPad. Not sponsored by Apple, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, what um, you know, what preparations do you need to do? when you are going to prepare a, a song tier? Because again, you mentioned how sometimes they're kind of like lumped together too, right? So like mm-hmm. mo- like multiple songs are sort of lumped in the same event and you're kind of, you know, preparing for all of them. So so what what goes into preparing for, for song tiering? You mentioned, you know, of course, the cards that you have to prepare, which um, that could be even done maybe like months in advance, right? You know, getting the optimal card maybe months in advance because that's when the gacha is. Uh, what other things you have to do to prepare for, for song tiering?
1: Well, gacha aside, I'd say, you no, know, of course, know the song first, because um, I find if I don't know the song well enough, it'll take maybe two or three times as long to learn the ops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my technique, at least, um, is to relate relate the offsets tried, uh, to the song musically. So uh, it, it really depends on the BPM of the song. But for example, uh, in Byoshin no Kamu, mm-hmm. which is 130 BPM, I believe, Pretty much if you offset exactly by a sixteenth note and then you go a little bit later, that's the six point five frame offset you need or something like that. So um so for me, I would I would experiment by shifting notes up and down in the song optimizer and figuring out how many frames are each subdivision of music. So that way you can make I think that's what Kitan said one time too. Like he, mm-hmm. he invents the rhythms in his head when he does ops. So yeah, first you would know the song well so you can distort the rhythm yourself later. You know the song and the placements of the notes. Then you kind of memorize where the skill notes start and end so they don't cast you off guard.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it's
1: just grinding. Mindless, mindless grinding. <laughs> <laughs> this is why people don't like song theory, by the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, song theory can also be quite, uh, quite expensive, I imagine, because, you know, <laughs> it's not really necessarily... Playing so much in the event that's giving you a lot of expenses. It's all the preparation you do before uh, Which could get quite hefty with the, with the gacha and of course a lot of mindless playing and preparation and in, in the um, Earlier uh, You mentioned a word ops and I just want to just uh, you know for those who may not be too aware for our viewers Ops is, is short for optimizations and basically optimizations are where you sort of hit a particular um, skill note because you know a skill note will sort of activate a skill and um, you know give a score bonus now optimization is a scenario where you either hit a skill note uh, at a different timing than what it what it usually should be uh, for a perfect note um, and the reason why I do that is that you're going to slightly shift the period of time uh, that the skill is active for either hitting it early or hitting it late and that could possibly Um, add more notes into that skill window which means you will increase your score Uh, so optimization is pretty key and to be honest um i i I, there's a people couple people ask this and myself included i look at the optimization trackers on on best story and all these resources and, and white whale i'll be honest i have no idea what's going on how do you how do you read an optimization chart so just maybe just like for someone who's like kind of new um, just maybe give a gist like the basic gist of how would you read an optimization chart and maybe you know, maybe if there's one song you remember in particular, um, you could give an example of that chart and um, and we'll we'll, we'll I'll have a graphic so so you'll 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 have reference.
1: Sure, uh, I can I can show you the graphics later, but for yeah. now I'll just go over let's say um, we can we can, for example, have the final proc. Of biochino no Okamu. so like the the final uh, encore mm-hmm. skill activation. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so when the algorithm adjusts your notes, it it moves the opaque notes up or down based on where you want it to be, and then there's a hollow kind of like a translucent note where the original position is. Mm-hmm. So you you kind of you don't really hit the translucent note. You hit, you would hit where the opaque note is. Uh, And what I do personally is try to, as I mentioned earlier, um, relate it to the rhythm of the song. So you look at the grid lines to get an idea of how many, you know, how many quarter beats or something is offset from the original beat uh, to get an idea, to get an idea of how late you have to hit it or how early you have to hit it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And pretty much, you know, if the note is higher up on the song chart then it's, Oh, then it's translucent counterpart. That means you hit it late. If it's lower down than its translucent counterpart, that means you hit it early.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So again, um, you know, in, in some scenarios, I imagine you know, in some scenarios, you don't necessarily have to um, optimize it. You could just kind of you know, in some scenarios, hitting it perfect, hitting it late or early, it's like doesn't matter too much. Um, uh, but in other scenarios, like as you mentioned, the uh, Oshimokamu final skill note, um, I think in this case is it a late hit. -hmm. It's a late hit. Okay, so it's a late hit, which means that um you have to hit it late in order to catch more notes near the end end period of the window. And of course, um that does mean most likely you're gonna get a great instead of a um perfect. But um in that case, that does actually increase your score. So um it's a it's definitely pretty interesting. So um sometimes AP is not the solution um for uh you know for uh uh, getting the the best score um, is there anything else you want to add about add to optimization and you know getting people to get used to it
1: sure uh, well for i think if you can afford to download Jp that's a very good thing to do mm-hmm. um, although you know this will change in the near future because uh, you get the rewind feature in en
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but but what a lot of song tiers will do is they will do they will learn one proc at a time uh, and pretty much they'll play it in rehearsal mode and spam the same skill activation like you know, 10, 20, maybe even 50 times mm-hmm. until they can get used to how to time it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and again, Ian Doris is a little behind, but we will hopefully get the rewind fast forward uh function in rehearsal mode, mode soon. Um, I personally need it to uh, full combo, full firebird as well, but uh, well, will uh, yeah, that's something that will uh, definitely help uh, for sure. So again, uh, optimization is not easy, but I'm sure, you know, if you want to learn more about optimizations, feel free to uh, let us know or, you know, join the discord, speak with our, you know, special guests, uh, white whale. And uh, there's a couple of, a lot of people in the community as well um, that are, are very willing to uh to help and um assist you if you have any questions yes. about that
1: there's a lot of people that are better than me and there's a lot of people with different techniques so feel free to ask around
0: for sure for sure I, I know a lot of people have some very unique kind of techniques or unique kind of uh sort of uh ways they tackle song tier. like for instance you uh some people may choose to um forego like you know some people like to have skill window for instance open and see what kind of skill they're getting and if it's not the correct order because again it's also there's an RNG factor as well where uh, the skill order matters in, in terms of you know getting uh, the best best uh, score possible so some people like to have skill window open so that if they don't see the optimal um, saw, uh, order they just kind of um, you know throw it away um throw away that run and try again but other people they like to turn it off because it gives them too much nerve so you just might as well just play and uh you know try and play the best you can every time i'm not sure which boat are you in personally
1: i would be in the skill window boat but i think that's for that's mostly ipad players a lot of phone players would just turn off the skill window because it's Mm uh it messes with their field of vision
0: for sure for sure for sure uh, we'll talk about the community in a, in a little bit, but before I do that, I just want to quickly ask because uh I, I you have experience in both song tiering and event tiering um which one would you consider to be more more difficult the the event tiering or or song tiering
1: oh this is difficult based on the, based on the skill set but for me personally, I am not a very sleepy person. I like to get my at least nine hours of sleep a day. So, you know, <laughs> hands down for me, it's very easy. Event uh, so event hearing is a lot harder, and song hearing is easier. Uh-huh. But you know, if you're if you prefer if you have a lot better stamina than me, which is really easy to get, and if you, you know don't like grinding the same song, wait no, you do that in event hearing. <laughs> you, you don't like grinding the same song and having to try hard it, Mm-hmm. or hours on the end then you know event tiering is probably easier
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's very interesting again everyone's perspectives on tiering is is, is much different um you know event, i imagine uh you know your event tiering was was quite difficult it definitely uses a much different sort of set of skills and um, you know traits to do well in it so it's it's definitely um, understandable there um, in terms of the song tiering though like although you know for the most part uh, you've gotten a lot of titles Was there a particular song title where you're like, wow, that was a challenge. I'm glad I ended up getting that title.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, I have two actually, which are the two I wear the most on my profile. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the first one would be Start because it's the first song title I had. Mm -hmm. That one, uh, that one's notable because I had to fight a very scary song tierer by the name of Noel uh, on on my first attempt at song tiering. Mm -hmm. That one... Uh, i don't i'm not sure if you heard but uh of noel but she has many many song titles mm-hmm. i'm not sure how many song teams <laughs> she has but it's a lot <laughs> um but yeah pretty much that was the struggle and i had to learn um i you know i had to learn how to hit early how to hit late uh you know at that point i didn't have my technique yet for um knowing how early or how late to hit um and on top of that i had to to even have a chance at beating her, I had to use three fingers at a certain section, Wow. which was quite ridiculous. But, <laughs> but yeah, I got it in the end. It was, I believe, it was. I think I got the score in the last eight hours of the event. So it was really nerve-wracking.
0: Yeah, you never know or you might get boated, right? Like in the last eight hours, but last eight hours is pretty, like, pretty solid. Like, wow, the only have eight hours to try and beat it. So.
1: Yeah, oh. song tiering is psychologically scary too. It's not event tiering where you have the uh, the consistent pace. You know, all of a sudden someone could just shoot up from top three to top one if they wanted to.
0: Yeah, exactly. or not even maybe not even the leaderboards. You never know, right? <laughs> they yeah. might not even you just be just in
1: pull that a team in the last eight hours.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned that one. You said, mentioned another one, right? Was the what was the other one?
1: Oh, the other one would be Byoshin no Kamu. That one's a different case because rather than it being an example of my like learning from zero is an example of experience i guess because uh with this one i knew pretty early on that i could build a team for it so what i did was grind really hard in jp rehearsal mode mm-hmm. uh and still you know still wasn't enough because it's very very difficult uh, so the for byoshin no kamu it's a very special song because the bpm of the song uh, makes it so that you have to hit half frame precision for certain optimizations to count. So that's eight milliseconds. <laughs> very, very wow. small. So even if you play a hundred times, you know, you might get it once or twice. You know, if you're if you're really good at getting it consistently, you could get it I don't know, maybe one in ten times. But that's uh that's the pipe dream for most of us, including me.
0: Yeah. You, you know, it's really interesting hearing these perspectives of like like soling and such because you know uh, if someone's a bit more familiar with other video games, like for instance, you're doing speed runs and you have to do like these very particular strats and and such, and, and sometimes like you know particular strats may require like one frame or two frames of, of execution, and and that can basically make or break a particular run. And to be honest, you know, it's kind of hard at first for me to think that that's kind of like a similar case in Bang Dream. But yeah, it really is. Sometimes it's it is a execution thing. Um, This execution barrier, you may only have, uh, you know, uh, being off by a frame or two could really make a difference between uh, getting it or or not. So um, it is quite, uh, quite interesting there. So, um, but again, big congrats on your achievements. Um, You know, four top one titles is definitely not something to slouch at. And I'm not sure if that's something you're, you know, you're, you're satisfied with, or you're, you're kind of thinking of more, um, some titles in the future.
1: (laughs) No. uh well not not really i guess i um pretty much i got screwed very hard recently in the gacha so i'm not sure when i'll come back but it's there's a possibility let's just put it that way
0: all right well stay uh, tuned yeah well if you do uh end up doing another song tier best of luck um and uh hopefully there'll be some maybe the gacha gods will will, uh bless you uh soon so that you'll be able to song tier again A reminder that all special guests featured in the podcast can be found in the unga academy discord server you could join a passionate community who loves bang dream and many other interests we have weekly community events and of course for filler nation members this is your opportunity to listen to the podcast live when they are being recorded so check it out links are all in the description below and we hope to see you there so you've talked about the community a bit uh, uh, you know, we, we've talked with our previous special guest, Houdini, uh, we talked a little bit about our, like, uh, about the QEP group where, you know, people come in and, um, you know, work together to get a full, uh, quintuple all-, all perfect. So all five people in the same room getting, um, all perfect. So I'm sure you're in a very big community of really, really, um, excellent players in, in, in bang dream. So, um, how did you first get into that? Good
1: question because i can't really remember myself
0: <laughs> um, i think i think it started
1: more as acknowledgement i guess you mm. could put it that way you know like a lot of you know good players being aware of other good players and offering advice to uh to people who are quickly improving so that they can be as good as like at, at that skill level you know it's just so you can recruit them into quintuple all perfect um for me i think it's Very similar, actually, to the way uh, people get acquainted in the tiering community. Pretty much, um, you know, you meet people, have fun, maybe get invited to some servers and talk with others to get, you know, be more well-known and to know others better. I think um, it's, yeah, it's very similar to high tiering, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Except instead of you're flexing your titles, you're flexing your APs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Flexing your ability to 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 play the game uh, quite well, so uh, it's very good that you're you know again regardless it's great to see a a a great community of those players that are you know all trying to support each other and help each other and really trying to get good at the game because again that's uh, something I guess uh, you know a lot of you guys are quite passionate about, um you know I you you mentioned a few very notable names uh, Noel being one of them for sure Uh, I also heard from Houdini as well that Rowlett is also very uh, very notable, and also a couple of guests as well. They mentioned Rowlett Raul. and Noel are like I think the the big two when it comes to um, solitaire, and of course Peyton as well. Never never forget about him uh, as well. Um, that that's like a, a big group of like those big uh, Um So you know <laughs> when when you when you like think of these big solitaire players, and you think that you know maybe like you will be competing against them for for that title does that give you a bit of um you know nerves or um or does that kind of motivate you to to be like i i want to beat them
1: oh definitely motivation uh there was one event where i had to compete against both noel and Rowlett, i think Mm -hmm. um but i i think i went a bit too far because what happened in that event was well was busy i believe and Mm -hmm. noel was busy cheering t10 on the event Mm -hmm. but uh, in that event, I was very, very prepared to have to fight tooth and nail for whatever I was going for. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, it's it's really interesting. Again, this community that's, uh, you know, uh, all very good at the game and all trying to support each other. But of course, uh, when push comes to shove, there, there are going to be some compet- competition. And, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do to um, to beat um, your, your fellow competitors through, uh, you know, through skill um uh, are there any particular people in this uh in this community the the qap community um or maybe even outside of it where you would consider them to be like um either like an inspiration you know to inspire you to get better at a game or are there other people that you find to be uh some of your your biggest rivals um in the community
1: when it comes to the en community i think more or less every song tier would be inspired by K10 I mean, mm-hmm. the dude's insane, he's got what like 30 song song top ones by now, yeah. Uh, but yes, um, K10 was definitely an inspiration, uh, and I did look to him for some advice. Uh, there's uh, there's one that maybe less people know about, I think Lith or Life, I'm not sure how you pronounce <laughs> it, but he's very knowledgeable in terms of optimization science. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, oftentimes people will have an idea or he'll have an idea about how to, you know, maybe some, something that even best or optimization calculator doesn't pick up and then he can, uh, he can execute it and prove that it's possible to do it. So I think in terms of knowledge about the little course of the game engine, he's definitely the most knowledgeable.
0: That's that's really interesting. Again, the more I hear like stuff like this, the more I bring parallels back into other things like, you know, um, again, I, I watch videos of people speed running and, you know, there's the people who actually do the speed runs, but there's like the people behind the scenes, figure out concepts, figure out ideas that could make things better. Um, and <laughs> lo and behold, you got another, you got that kind of idea in, in, in bank dream optimization, too. So that's honestly really, uh, really cool. Really cool. Um, and, and uh, I guess my other question again, I mentioned before, rivals. Like anyone that you feel feel as like a really worthy rival, um, in terms of like you know, um, skill level and such.
1: If we're talking about boundary in general, so not not just volunteering. Yeah. Uh, my closest rivals would definitely be Houdini and Neko, I think. Yeah. Well, pretty much. Uh, most most of the I think at this point most of the quintuple all perfect people are rivals with each other. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of brandy, uh Houdini has me beat in certain songs, actually, <laughs> in JP especially. Mm. Uh, and then, you know, and then there's there's Browlett, who is very, very consistent at new songs in JP as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah.
0: Also, oh, uh, yeah.
1: There's also, oh, sorry. There's also Mechel, but I would consider him rivals in a different game, mm. uh, mainly Arkea.
0: <laughs> yeah, again, uh, you guys are definitely playing not just Mandarin, a lot of other different games as well. So um, definitely understandable that uh, everyone has their own unique uh, skill sets. And, you know, some people are are better in in some games than others. And, you know, definitely you could see you could definitely compare each other's skills in various different ways. So um, that's, that's really cool to to see. Um, In terms of like, I, I don't know if this is, you know, in terms of like i guess the community as a whole uh you know those in the Q- qap area like if you were to make like a, a leaderboard just a theoretical leaderboard who who would you think would be like um you know where would you slot in this said leaderboard and who would kind of like occupy like the, the top spots just the theoretical you know again um no <laughs> wrong answers here um just you no know what, what do you think
1: <laughs> well uh i'm i'm not sure honestly in terms of boundary i would uh, you know, of course, this is just among the people that I I regularly interact with. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, just, uh, just putting it out there. Uh-huh. Uh, among the people I regularly interact with, uh, I'd probably be I don't know, maybe somewhere in the top five, but like shifting around very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the top spot, I think, uh, would indisputably go to Lovely. Uh, who used to be a previous moderator in the official discord but has since retired mm. lovely is pretty much uh, What happens if you take me and then you crank up every aspect of rhythm <laughs> game skill by 10 times? He's been playing for a very very long time
0: Yeah, um, I, I don't know if I'll, I'll put the screenshot in the, the studio, but uh... Uh, i just saw lovely you know uh, AP, uh what was it hell or hell uh level 30 special uh in in jp dory it's uh pretty ridiculous absolutely ridiculous so i think that's a very uh uh very disputable uh undisputed uh t t1 there in terms of skill um you know i don't know if you want to you know say this but in her, comparing you with your your biggest rivals who and uh neco how would you 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 rank uh, your your skills within each other.
1: Probably in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, feel, I feel so bad for saying that, but uh, no, Houdini actually beats me a lot of the time on the twenty sevens and mm. uh, some of the twenty eights. She's much more consistent when it comes to random songs. Fair, fair. I think uh, in in the arcade, leaderboard, boy, I would be above her though. Okay. <laughs> and from that, you know. Mecca was Mecca. Where else are you gonna find a man with four hundred, almost five hundred APs of Rocketeers?
0: Crazy! Absolutely nutty! Absolutely nutty! Um, last question um, about these uh, this AP uh, QAP business. Uh, any goals or what you're going to QAP in the future?
1: Oh, definitely. We have a long, long list of songs that we want to do. But, of course, time zones, uh, I'm not sure if Houdini mentioned this in her episode, yeah. but time zones are very, uh, very much a pain in our side, as I would put it. It's, yeah. um, a lot of the time, it's just pretty much limited to Friday or Saturday for our time zone to just yeah. uh, take attempts at it. And, of course, you know, people people are teachers, people have jobs and stuff, you know, they have exams. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to get that far through our projects until possibly Christmas.
0: Yeah, I, I've I've heard from Houdini as well that uh, uh, you know it would be like at midnight or like one a.m. in our, our in Pacific time zone just to like you know start QAPing, which is uh, a little awkward. But you know that's just kind of how it is with the time zones and people. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting for sure. Uh, is yeah, there, I was getting
1: mad at my scheduling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is there a particular saw that you're looking forward to in terms of QAPing?
1: Pretty much any twenty eight. Honestly, we, we got very close with a couple of them, and I think it's doable.
0: Okay, for sure, for sure. All the best. Good luck. Uh, hopefully, you'll get some more time in the future, and hopefully, you'll be able to uh, get those QAP uh, goals soon. Thank you. Yeah. All right, so um, this will sort of conclude the main section of the uh, the guest portion of the uh, studio in, in this episode, but... Um, as I mentioned in the update video, um, in, in the refill studio, we do have some opportunities for the community to ask some questions. So some of these questions, um, are from the UNGA Academy discord server. Again, link is in the description. If you want to join and uh, some of our members have uh, graciously, um, decided to ask some questions to you, uh, white whale. And I'll be asking some of these questions as well to sort of wrap up, um, the episode, some of these questions, um. I've already asked. So um, hopefully they were able to get that answer. But um, I will ask a few more that we haven't been um, been asked yet. Um, the first question. Um, this is coming from. Uh, let's see what what, what question should we, we go first? Let's let's start with a meme question. Um, this question is do you have the skills to AP a song with your knuckles or feet? <laughs> oh what is this gorilla simulator? I think I think knuckles, yeah, I can
1: could- maybe do knuckles. I think I imagine I would look much like an actual gorilla pounding away at my screen like that. <laughs> As for feet, no man, I wish. I wish, but I can't even, you know, I tried DDR a couple of weeks back and I can't even clear level sixes. So yeah. <laughs> that's your answer, I can't do feet right now.
0: <laughs> the next question actually is a really good question because in the you just mentioned before how lovely was a, a previous mod of the official uh popcorn mod, but I forgot to mention that you are a popcorn mod right now. Um, so You know uh, the question is how long have you been a popcorn mod and another question if you don't mind sharing is what is the weirdest thing um you've ever seen someone get banned um for
1: sure so i've been a popcorn mod since i believe may 2020 so Mm -hmm. just a couple weeks before the server went official not related to that decision by the way (laughs) Uh, and as for the weirdest thing you know there's there's a lot of uh very meme worthy things that have happened in pub court. i'm trying <laughs> okay. to think of one that's particularly memorable i mean uh in recent memory i think we've, we we've banned somebody for like harassing people or something but you know that's that's very standard it it's just memorable i think um i think my the most hilarious one was probably the kami hunter incident so, uh, I can go over the story. Yeah. Um, I believe this was, you know, a couple of months into, uh, after I joined as a moderator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there was this guy who was very suspicious with his screenshots and stuff. Uh, and I think the hilarious thing was how uh, how far it went. You know, because normally when somebody cheats, you know, you just report them and get it over with. Uh, but on both sides, there was a lot of um, there was a lot of stuff going on so like so for example the moderators i'm going to i'm going to disclose our secret processes but um, <laughs> the moderators uh, actually realized that this like the the pixels and aspect ratios of that guy's screenshots weren't lining up for example and then uh you know like we we looked at their improvement rate and stuff blah blah, blah. uh and then uh, and then he got banned and then um Pretty much, I think um, what makes what makes it the weirdest thing was uh, he came back with an all pretending not to know what just happened, uh, with with the obviousness of three kids standing in a trench coat with a mustache. <laughs> um, uh, that one was pretty much hilarious for the amount of clowning one person could put on a server. I don't think I've I've actually seen the amount of chaos that could be in there. Uh, pretty much, even when the server went official, when people were raiding the server, I don't think I've seen that much chaos in the EN channel before.
0: Jeez. Well, uh, again, for those who don't know, Pubcord is the official Bang Dream Discord server. They actually already made a post on social media earlier today, at the time of this recording. So uh, there's a lot of people yes, there. Over thirty. Easily. Yeah, over thirty thousand people. Crazy, but again, it's if you if you want to take the first step to join a community, uh, that's definitely a, a place to start for sure. Um, and of course, you get to learn uh, other communities from there, like, for instance, QAP, or for instance, uh, my community um, as well. Um, <laughs> so very interesting experience. Uh, you know, uh, you know, obviously, with a with discord server so big, you're you're bound to meet some, um, some interesting people. <laughs> some some quite some interesting people. Um, here's another question. Uh, going back to the op- uh, optimizations. Um, this, this question is, what's the hardest um, ops to hit, in, in your opinion? And of course, your opinion doesn't have to be, uh, you know, it's, it's your opinion. So uh, what, what, what do you think is the hardest ops?
1: The hardest ops is one I've never hit, actually. Uh, I think it would be anything involving slider tick delays. Uh, so the way those work or um, so. No, some sliders have little lines in the middle of them uh, mm-hmm. which are like intermediate notes yes. and those ones will register as perfect if you're within uh, i believe a one lane leniency on each side so normally normally the big hitbox works in your favor because it makes it easier to hit the slide mm-hmm. but when you're trying to avoid hitting it that's the problem you know if you're um if you're sliding let's say maybe a slide that goes lanes five, four, three, two, one, right uh, if you want to delay the second last tick, you can't just stop at three, you have to stop at two. And I believe stopping a sliding motion precisely is very difficult. Also, timing the swing back in is also very difficult. For me, that's especially a weakness because I'm very bad with slide movement timing, actually. That's, a, that's, a, that's one of my major weaknesses in most rhythm games.
0: I see it's it's really interesting to see a lot of different people and their perspectives and of course at the end of the day some people have very strong strengths and other people have um, some, some weaknesses in terms of like what exact what kind of patterns are good and what kind of Patterns you're you're not good in. Uh, this is just sort of an extra question because I guess I just thought of it. But you mentioned sliders are kind of like your weakness. What what, what would be considered one of your your strong points? What would, what would you say is one of your strongest uh, assets when it comes to to rhythm games or like mm-hmm. in terms of patterns? I
1: guess probably if we're going by conventional skills, that's probably streams. So uh, just drum rolls, uh drum rolls that move around and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty alright with those. Okay. If we're talking about unusual skill sets, I think one handing is my strength.
0: I forgot to talk about that. Your one hand skill is absolutely ridiculous. I've heard, um, um, you know, who Houdini, after her podcast with me, shared how you one handed AP Maware, which is absolutely nutty. So um, crazy, absolutely crazy. I'm still trying to learn one handed. I'm, I'm getting used to it, but I'm nowhere close to APing. <laughs> so um I think that's a very very interesting trait that you you have that's really really cool honestly and very uh really amazing to have um we have a few more questions here. The next question is uh what is your uh, is a very chill question what is your favorite color
1: surprise it's not white <laughs> okay no my my color my favorite color would be blue actually my my clothes are very very blue. You know, got blue shoes, blue shorts, blue T-shirts, blue everything. My room is white though.
0: <laughs> so so is your is your favorite character in 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 Bang Dream uh, uses the blue color or
1: oh surprisingly not. I think I I actually don't really have much of a specific favorite character. But among my top ones would be Ako. Uh as you can tell by my constant use of Akko centers in yeah. screenshots. Yeah. Uh, and maybe you know maybe Sayo... Uh, sometimes to my way
0: interesting interesting all right um and our our final question and this might you you might want to take some time to think about this This is more of a, a philosophical question um if you were to live life to your fullest what would you be doing
1: I will answer this question under the assumption that I have money. <laughs> sure, but, sure. Uh, Let's say you, you, sure. you are if a whale. I was, Okay, if I was actually the white whale, I would travel a lot. You know, there's a, there's a lot of Asian countries I haven't been to uh, that I would like to visit. I haven't touched, you know, Europe or like South America, for example. So definitely, you know, see the world a bit.
0: For sure, for sure. That that's a very good answer. And especially during these times where, you know, it's been a while since we've uh, done a lot of traveling and and, and such. And uh, it's definitely something that, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's very, very uh, very eye opening. I think like once things start kind of turning back to normal, it's going to, you know, the traveling and seeing other places in the world is definitely going to be a lot more, even more rewarding than it ever has been. So Yeah, so that's a. I would say that's a very, very good answer. Personally, I I think that's a one of the answers that I would give myself. So um we have we have another question from who but i'm not going to ask that i think (laughs) Um, (laughs) the the answer is no no you (laughs) houdini houdini suspect (laughs) but i will um again thank you so much for taking the time uh to be a part of this refill studio and being our first guest for for season two of the the uh, the studio. Uh, do you have any other last things you want to say, or any you know things that we could uh, follow to you know to know where you are and and, and you, know, you know plug plug your uh, channels over?
1: Uh, sure, it was a pleasure to be here. My uh, think you can catch my Twitter and YouTube stuff in my Discord, uh, but more importantly, sub to Phil on Twitch. Let's go. <laughs>
0: well, I I didn't I did not. I did not tell him to to say that by the way totally not not rigged or uh uh you know something i planned but thank you thank you um yeah so again white whale um his twitter is on uh the episode you can already see it right there uh his his twitter handle Um, he also mentions youtube and of course um as i mentioned all special guests in the refill studio are um in the unga academy discord so feel free to hop in links in the description as well as we have a uh, sort of a beta website up as well, uh, to learn more about the podcast and learn more about how you could support the podcast either through stopping on Twitch, as uh, White Whale mentioned, or joining the YouTube membership program. Uh, as well, um, you can send feedback on how what you see about what you like and what you don't like about the, the studio. Um, and feedback, all all feedbacks appreciated. And you could of course um, suggest guests to join us for the next episode. Um, but with that out of the way, um, our set has been complete. Um, thank you all so much for listening to the Refill Studio. It's your host, SB Philos 4 and we hope that you'll be ready for refill and get your cans ready for next set. Uh, but until then, thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you all in the next episode. Take care, everyone, and bye-bye.